The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. You remember a few weeks ago, one tragic Friday, Sahal, the IDF in Gaza, by mistake killed three people running out of a house who they assumed were Hamas terrorists, but turned out to be Jews, hostages, and uh, a major investigation developed because it was literally Jewish soldiers who killed these three poor boys, and uh, two of them were killed first, and then a third one later. The third one who was killed, his name was Yotam Chaim, and he and his friends were in captivity all this time, and Hamas ultimately left them, and they came out of this building, and the soldiers, of course, who at that point didn't know who's who, so even though they came out with a white flag, and apparently they screamed, Hatzilu, save, but there was complete chaos and, and fear, and they were overwhelmed, and they shot these guys. It was, within all the tragedies, this was a really horrific tragedy because, you know, they survived and they were killed by friendly fire. One of the mothers, Yotam Chaim's mother, her name is Irit, Irit Chaim, and she wrote a letter to them. She wrote a letter to the soldiers who did this. As I was reading the letter, it was really unbelievable. And she wrote to these soldiers and she said, I know, my husband knows, my children know that you were just trying to protect the Jewish people. You are in such a crazy place. There are murderers everywhere. One little mistake, and you're dead, and you're killed. And the Hamasniks use every method to deceive the soldiers. You know, they can come out without clothes, but there's something hidden in order to shoot. Wherever they are, however they are, they'll surrender, but they don't surrender. So you, in this crazy chaos and danger of war, you did this by mistake. And she told these soldiers, she said, I forgive you. My family forgives you. I'm not going to, I'm not bearing a grudge against you. In fact, I love you and I support you. Tishmeru alatzmechem, protect yourself. And nobody should think twice whether to shoot a terrorist or not. Because if you think twice, you're going to end up dying. And I know that how horrif- horrific the circumstances were. And therefore I forgive you. And she says, when you get out of Gaza, come visit our family. Because I would like to hug you and my husband wants to hug you and my kids want to hug you. And uh, this really, it transformed, you know, so many people's perspectives and feelings because for good reason, there was so much, so much pain and anger. So, so I saw, they, they interviewed her, somebody sent me a link and she explained how she's in horrible pain for the loss. But she said, you know, I could choose, I'm going to let myself become angry at these soldiers, these poor little kids who are trying to defend themselves and their whole life, they're going to have to think about the fact that they killed three Jewish hostages. Is that anger really going to heal us? Is that anger going to bring my son back? Is that anger going to heal my, my family and me? I'm in a lot, a lot of pain. And then she described the hardships of her son. Her son had a lot, a lot of challenges. Yotam. And she described everything she put, you know, all types of therapies. Had physical challenges and social challenges and emotional challenges. She described what a hard life he had. But he pushed himself. And he joined the Golani, 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 which is one of the very, very, uh, maybe the one of the best brigades and brigades that go into the most dangerous places. So he really made it, you know, he really challenged himself to the core in terms of athletic prowess and skill and discipline and training and development. And he, and ultimately he was abducted and he was killed. And she said, you know, how much he fought, he fought for his life. But then she said he wouldn't want to go down you know, in a way that would in any way sacrifice the Jewish people. Like in many ways, the fact is, he went down standing. He went down, he saved himself from captivity despite everything he went through. And he emerged 
And only after he emerged from captivity was he killed. She said she doesn't know why, but she just feels that it was this, the dignity of her son was such that he fought for himself so much. And his last moment was, I did not surrender to captivity, and I tried to do whatever I can to save my life and to save my colleague's life. And then she shared something, and she said that after she wrote her letter and the letter became public, so somebody came over to her, an Israeli man, and he said to her as follows, he said that 15 years ago, he was involved in an incident in Sahal, and by mistake, he killed somebody. It's one of these friendly fire mistakes, I don't know what happened, but somebody, a Jewish life was taken as a result of his mistake. And he says that for 15 years he didn't leave his house. 15 years. Because the depression of the fact that he killed another Jew, he couldn't deal with it. After everything said and done, all of his training was, it ended up in killing another Jew by mistake. He did not leave his house. The only reason he left his house was to try to go to therapy, which was not helping. He had no friends, he had no family, and he said, after I read your letter, it was the first time I could leave my house, and I came to say thank you. So she asked him what, and he said, just to be able to see how you looked at it, like gave me back my dignity, because I killed that person by mistake. And you know what else happened? I died in the process. I killed him and I died. I killed myself too. For a Jew to kill another Jew, especially a soldier who's dedicating his entire life sacrificing himself to protect the Jewish people. And with that very weapon, he's killing a Jew. What does that do to the soldier? He said, the fact that you could forgive this person and say you love him and you want to hug him and they should come visit your house afterwards. He said, made me a chiesamesim. It meant that I wasn't this evil, horrific, horrific person. Forgive myself, at least somewhat, at least I could show my face to the public. I can walk outside of the house. Actually, a rabbi from Suffren told me that she's coming to speak here on February 26th in the Suffren Theater. This mother, Irit Chaim, is coming here Monday, February 26th in the Suffren Theater in the evening. She's going to speak. The mother of this Yotam who was, who was killed by a soldier. And what it represented, and it was, when I was reading this and looking at this, it just represented this powerful, I mean, nobody, I think, could ever understand and nobody should ever understand, but it represented this powerful, powerful, uh, dignity of a person who in the midst of so much darkness and horror and pain, in a way that I think is unfathomable for any mother to lose a child, especially losing a child who was in captivity by Hamas, and losing a child under such circumstances. There's so many different ways to respond and nobody can judge anybody. To be able to see this type of grace and dignity, I think it just opens us up to the power of the Jewish people. It opens us up to the power of a soul. It just opens us up to the infinity of clarity and connection and holiness and refinement and love that exists in a person's soul. Like this, this mother is, is such a powerful, shining, eternal example for people. Not to be able to, not to judge anybody else in a different position because it's just unfathomable pain. But to be able to see this type of grace, I don't even have words for it. I don't think grace even captures it able to see this type of generosity, of, of, of faith, of fortitude, and, and of connectivity. It's just awe-inspiring. And as she said, like, she knows this is what her son would want. Like, knowing her son, she said, this is what he would want. He would want his memory, his story, to become a catalyst for people really be able to connect. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.